0: like pulled the dates and kind of went through and watched a little bit to figure out what we talked about and added descriptions. And then I sent all those descriptions to my producer, EK, so Mm -hmm. that he can upload the RSS feed to iTunes and he can just Mm -hmm. copy and paste those descriptions. uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, the – getting. You know, I, I I thought it was going to be an uphill battle trying to get a podcast on Apple, you know, on Apple Podcasts, and turned out it was incredibly easy. It was, you know, I was just like, because I was, you know, because you, you you hear like Joe Rogan and you hear uh, Adam Carolla and you know all the big boys, Mark Merrin, etc. and so forth, and you think, ah, oh, there's no way they're going to let little old me on there and then it's like oh congratulations your podcast has been accepted I'm like oh shit I just hit the big time <laughs> but not really yeah well uh, hello Facebook and hello YouTube hello the world
0: yes hello world hello London
1: <laughs> hello we're, we're in West Virginia right now right
0: no I'm in I'm in uh regular Virginia
1: oh you're in regular Virginia okay yes. all right
0: all right. No gonna... coal
1: miners doors.
0: No, 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 no. I gotta take a little bit of a ride to go do that. Um how are you doing, bud? Sorry, I'm just trying to share this. No, nah, with... that's
1: okay. That's okay. No problem at all. No problem at all.
0: Um, I'm gonna share I'm gonna share the YouTube. Everybody go subscribe to my YouTube. Preferably yeah. watch YouTube. Yeah, go go and
1: subscribe to his YouTube. You need to do that.
0: Yeah, and then uh, um, we have two episodes up on iTunes, so you can listen to these while you're at work now, or while you're in church, or uh, yeah, if while, there
1: is such a thing at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, there none of that exists right now. Global a, lockdown. Yes, the lockdown. quarantine continues. That's why we're doing Zoom podcasts. That's but right. Yeah. The Zoom aspect gives me the advantage of. Talking long range to people such as yourself. Well, I great. was going
1: to say, you know, we are doing it transatlantic as well. So, the, trans- the, the transatlantic podcast
0: trade. I was gonna say, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Max, is because yes, sir. your podcast is the first one that I was ever on.
1: Well, I'm happy to help break your cherry, sir. <laughs>
0: It felt good. I liked it. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, so, uh, are you not are, are you not doing your show anymore?
1: Well, okay. So, what happened there was as before we went live, um, as and funnily enough, as I was explaining the other day when we spoke was um, that people people think, oh, you know, doing a podcast is just like you know a couple of couple of people you know shoot the shit but no what what it is there's a lot of post-production work as i'm sure that your production guy ek will attest to um you know it's not just the um the aspect of having a conversation that's the easy bit having you know if you can talk then you know you've got that down but then you've got the part whereby you've got to do the edit then you've got to do you know um, the description, you've got to do the uploading, you you know, there's so much that goes into, you know, doing a podcast, whether it's successful, like whether you're broadcasting to millions or whether you're broadcasting, you know, to, you know, your next door neighbor, do you know what I mean, there's a lot going on. So for me, it got to the point where, um, where also as well, I have a nine to five job and that's what pulls in, that's the bread and butter. So it's like something had to give. And because I was doing transatlantic shows, it meant staying up late. It meant, um, you know, kind of something, You know, it it it, it was going to break. There, there was some was going to break. Either I was going to get fired, or the podcast had to go. And if I got fired, then that's just like that's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. don't want to go down but now what i'm doing is, um i do radio so um you know i've got a radio show on saturday mornings in the uk that broadcasts live on the internet um and that is so much easier because i just spin tracks and i talk shit and it's it's a good old it's a good old laugh do you know what i mean so but it's i like do a- i do kind of miss podcasting a little bit
0: it's a combination of uh of kind of talking and then. You get to play music too?
1: Yeah, so, you know, so I'll play, like, you know, um, my my specialty is kind of soul funk, um, disco, R&B, old school, uh, Motown as well. Okay. okay. And, yeah, and then what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do like preambles and stuff like that. It's like, you know, hey, you know, we're out here, we're broadcasting to 150 countries, blah, 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 you know, and kind of G up, you know, you, you kind of have to be your own hype man a little bit as well when you've got your own radio show. Because, you know, no one else is going to do it. You've got to do it. So
0: Right, right. It's a, it's a, it's it's you versus the crowd, basically. Yeah,
1: you're a part of the brand. So it's like you've got to hype the brand. Do you know what I mean? You know, they brought you on board to kind of because you you know the things that you do and you have a passion for the music that you play and you know the things that you're playing, but at the same time, you're also part of that brand as well. And the brand that I'm a part of is uniquevibes.com. Um and um, so when I do my show, the Maxi J Experience, that is just like, you know, the, the Maxi J experience in itself is its own brand. It's like a sub brand. And then I'm out there pushing you know the station to everybody who's listening so right
0: uh that's kind of what i'm doing with too with with ek um you know he he helps out a lot you know um mm-hmm. uh he, obviously i pay for studio time and and you know he's not doing everything for free but i you know he'll he'll help me and in, in my brand and i help him and his brand and i try to push up uh, <laughs> the fxbg public radio brand too and try to bring other people in to collaborate with us or or work studio time or just get people to like his facebook page
1: yeah yeah it's little things right it's little things that you know that that galvanize and add momentum
0: yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and then um a lot of people don't realize that you need to work together with brands like that um mm-hmm to propel yourself, you, you have, you, it's, it's important to trade resources, it's necessary to trade resources with
1: people. I, I think that's a part of the human experience, do you know what I mean? You know, um, you know, you take it all the way back to ancient Egypt, you know, it's, it's like, it's a barter system, do you know what I mean? You want knowledge, what have you got in return? Oh, you got a goat? Great, I'm hungry. <laughs> so... Right, right.
0: That's interesting that you bring up uh, Egypt.
1: Oh, I know, been... I know.
0: <laughs> It, you you bring up Egypt and knowledge, and um, I've That's been where really it all in. it started, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess um, maybe it started in Atlantis before. Do you think there were civilizations
1: before Egypt? Well, I mean, you know, you 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 kind of there's evidence to show that um, that there was significant. Um, Who's who's the guy um he's he's like he's not a meteorologist but um he's he, he's been on rogan a couple of times and um and he talks about how there is um evidence of a waterline um around the area of the sphinx towards the head area suggesting that there was significant you know waterfall at a period of time bc so therefore there, there has to have been something going on do you know what i mean you know yeah. um so to so to turn around and say that what we what all we know is what we know is um you know i'd, 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 I'd say that's kind of ignorant as much as it is arrogant as well to say oh well this is everything that we know when right. really they're, ter- they're turning up new stuff you know every day it's like you know there's you know Quebecli Tepe and you know there's there's all, all, all sorts of you know new and amazing you know archaeological discoveries that are happening so you know just to sit here and say that oh yeah well you know because it's been discovered and because it's been seen and because that it's been written about well this is it no absolutely not
0: yeah yeah I, th- I, I think you're right too uh and I especially like what you said about It's arrogant, Uh, it's ignorant, arrogant, and I think naive too. I think you're right. Um, There's so much, there's so much knowledge out there uh, just in general that you can only imagine that there's been, there's probably been more writings and, and, and knowledge lost than there is knowledge available.
1: Well yeah I mean um you could be you wrong. Know, We're,
0: we live in the internet era where we have a pretty instantaneous view of uh whatever it is that we want mm.
1: I, I I I get that I mean there's um you know what happened in Egypt with Isis and um you know them destroying you know the museums and all of that kind of stuff and uh, all the ancient artifacts and so on and so forth in order to kind of um um undo a lot of um a lot of discovery and a lot of knowledge and all the rest of it in order to kind of bring forth you know that this is the caliphate that we are we are the be all and end all as controversial as that's gonna sound um it kind of reminded me of the like the end scene of the, have you have you seen the movie The Name of the Rose with uh Sean Connery and Christian Slater, a very young Christian Slater at that. No, I have not right okay great film great film it's all set in the dark ages um and uh sean connery plays like a monk who's like the kind of religious version of colombo and um and he and they discover um all of this knowledge that's been locked away in this hidden kind of part of an old you know abbey and all of, the, um, all of the knowledge and all of the writings, uh, all of the ancient texts and all the rest of it are locked away in this thing. And Sean Connery's character, uh, William of Baskerville, discovers it. And right at the very end, it burns. It just burns to the ground because of a fire that starts um, in another part of the Abbey. And he's trying so hard to rescue the knowledge and rescue the text because in his mind, it's knowledge that needs to be shared with the world. Why are we keeping this stuff behind? Why we? Why are we? Why are we locking this stuff up? And that's right. exactly what what we're talking about right now is that knowledge. It you know, good or bad, it needs to it needs to be out there. It just needs to be able to be verified in such a way that um, you know that because you know there's a lot there's a lot of fuckery out there at the moment. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. so. Yeah it's like okay can we believe this and and that's the next question isn't it it's like you know is is it you know has it been messed with is it legit you know and and how many people does it take to make it legit
0: yeah right right how many sources do you need before you believe it absolutely absolutely
1: before it becomes fact <laughs> mm-hmm yeah yeah, and is it just because of the fact that the tales have been handed down from person to person to person, or is it because it was verified and we had scholars that were able to turn and say, "Yeah, this is this is it."
0: No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's such a. It's 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 interesting and it's it's complicated to do. You know, it, it's it's not easy to do. Especially with the age that we live in now, like I was saying, you know, um, the internet, because it's with as much real information that you can put out there, it's just as easy to put false information out there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, that's what Anonymous was doing back, um, this when in their early days, um, when fake news, when they infiltrated and hacked, um, I think they hacked like the Washington Post, I think they hacked the BBC News, and they just inserted like, ridiculous you know like stuff that is easily called that like you know tupac alive and well and living on you know some island somewhere do you know (laughs) you know on a legit news source you know fake news that was the fake news now it's like oh geez yeah you know if you (laughs) inject bleach into your system oh this is going to work do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus Christ. What started off as a prank, what started off as a, a little nudge nudge wink wink has now become something that can change political discourse.
0: Yeah. Um, I hate how much I hate how much the coronavirus is just like it seems to be dividing people even more. People are finding political standpoints in it and mm-hmm.
1: Um it's weird there. what's going on for your country at the moment it's so weird what's going on in America I mean it's I, I mean I'm a conscientious observer do you know what I mean you know and I'm just like thinking because you've got state law and you've got federal law now fortunately you're talking to a british person that kind of has some understanding of you know you know state versus federal and how states are taking their own precautions or not um but there doesn't seem to be or at least it's not being communicated um on our neck of the you know on over on over in the uk as to what is happening on a federal level with the exception of the fact that you guys are getting like 1200 hundred dollar checks a month that's about as much as we know you know it, it seems like there's a lot of confusion and the where you have confusion that creates divisiveness and that is what can separate people. You can have the people who are like, you know what, I'm pro quarantine. I'm staying indoors. Don't want to take a chance. And then you've got the people like, no, fuck that. I'm going out, I'm still living my life. You know, the government can't tell me what to do, you know? And that's another thing as well, because the USA is relatively young and hasn't been through mad shit you know, like the UK has, you know, I do, You know, we're, we're in so many history texts um, across the globe, you know, the War of the Roses and so on and so forth and the Dark Ages and, <laughs> you know, right. you, you you guys have yet to experience any of that stuff. So you guys are still trying to find your way. And then you add technology into the mix. Woo, that's it. <laughs> have at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, and I, th- I think you're you really hit the nail on the head with uh, confusion. I think confusion does play a lot into it, um, and a- that comes back to again misinformation. A lot of misinformation, just uh, so many different news sources out there. Who do you trust? And then the 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 way everyone's politicizing it, and then mm-hmm. uh, it's just. That, that is all adding to the divisiveness of how's your country? How's the UK handling it? How's it affecting okay. you? So your-
1: our Prime Minister um has just recovered from coronavirus. He was in intensive care for um about a, a good week, solid week. Um and um and they thought <laughs> it was reported quote unquote by his dad. Um he almost took one for the team, you know, because they thought he wasn't going to make it because his respiratory um, abilities were so impaired, according to media reports, that um, that we might have, you know, lost our our country's political leader. In relation to what's going on as a country, there are I would say that we're probably a good two thirds of the country support the quarantine and then you've just got you know people who think that they know better and so on and so forth you know and at the end of the day no, i think no one really knows but as far as i'm concerned it's like why take a chance why take a chance do you know right. I mean? yeah you know, it's, you know if it's okay if you're free and you're single and you've got no, you know you know I can do whatever you know what i mean you know go live your best life but When you got a family, when you got when you got children, and so on and so forth, I'll give you a prime example. I went out just before the lockdown, you know, kind of really got involved, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and uh, went out went out to meet a friend, um, who I hadn't seen for such a long time. Um, My friend lives in Sweden, and he'd come over to see his family, and um, and I thought it was just a harmless thing to do—go out, you know, have a few drinks all the rest of it. It wasn't until that I went to, um, to see and actually meet with my friend that, you know, his dad was like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you in. And I'm like, what? And this was, this was before the whole national message around social distancing happened. And then, I, you know, anyway, the the day went on and I got back and the following day, the missus was really, really pissed off. She's really, really fucking upset. And um, and she was just like, you know, you could have, you could potentially have brought this into our house. Thank God I didn't. But in hindsight, it was a bloody silly thing to do, especially when you see the numbers of people that are dying left, right, and centre. Now I'm. <laughs> this is another thing as well. It's about how the reporting is done because everybody's talking about the people that are dying. No one's talking about the people that are surviving it. And I think that that's equally important. You know what I mean? You know, because the last I heard news is the news, which means that there needs to be some kind of a balance, but because it, because the happiness and the joy of, you know, talking about the survivors pales in comparison to the, the fear and, you know pushing a narrative like you know stay at home yep you know what i mean so yeah
0: it sells better it really does oh, if it bleeds it leads
1: you know that's that's the mantra of um, of modern day journalism
0: yeah 100 percent
1: so yeah so i mean um to kind of go back to what you were saying um how we're handling it in the uk is that about two-thirds of um of the UK are supporting the quarantine and are abiding by it, social distancing, only going out when it's necessary, essential workers, um, doing, you know, which I fall under that category, um, as an essential worker. Oh, sorry,
0: so next if you were uh, if you no, were
1: yeah. yeah by the by the um, by the nature of the word I do um work in, in um children's social care um I am classified as an essential worker. So I get um, you know I it's a little bit more relaxed for me so um if i get stopped by the police i just show them my badge and you know sorry to have bothered you blah 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 whereas if you're just a regular joe and you get pulled over it's like you know you get the third degree and you're getting on the spot fine so yeah um that
0: that I haven't I haven't dealt with so i I was very careless in the beginning and then here the past two weeks I've been um, I've been super careful and I've actually been self quarantining uh-huh. uh, someone that I'm in close contact with uh, a family member of theirs has covid um, so it kind of freaked me out just because it I mean it's still you know uh, a third party but it just it was that close to home. Yeah. Um since then I've been uh I've been cracking down on myself, my own self quarantine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but I mean I live right off a of main highway. It's it's literally Route 1 in America is what it's called. It runs from New York to to Florida. Right. Uh, well. Wow. And traffic I mean traffic slowed down but it not as not that much and you know, and not, not a lot of these people are essential. It seems like a lot of people are being careless. That I wasn't the only one, and and don't continue. Yeah. To... I,
1: I I think that there's I, I think that there's some kind of um you know emotional respite in the idea that you know what, thank God I'm not alone. Do you know what I mean? It you know right. you 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 can like ah, oh, okay, all right, I'm I'm not being a complete and utter prat. You know, there's there's more of me out there. You knowing mean? you know
0: yeah
1: so um but one of the things that I noticed in the UK was when the lockdown hit um it was like 28 days later it was eerily quiet on the road it was it was weird it was bloody weird you know it was like warfare but no enemy you couldn't see nothing
0: uh nighttime is when it's more eerie around here uh, yeah like like if you drive by 95, which is the major interstate on the East Coast, mm-hmm. uh, there's nobody out there but truckers. Um, and, <laughs> and they look like they're social distancing their trucks. They're so far apart.
1: Uh, wow, that's, that is insane. Because so usually it, they're back-to-back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually they're on top of each other, and there's all sorts of cars and commuters mixed mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I live in a commuter-heavy area. It's kind of like... Uh, a suburb of dc so there's a lot mm-hmm. of government workers a lot of people that go to quantico marine base to work yeah uh, and a lot of those people aren't
1: anymore so you're well, just- yeah, they've probably been instructed it's like listen if you don't have to come out don't you know yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the deal is with you guys whether um whether there's a lot of furloughing of uh employees or because i because it's weird because because I live in a country whereby that we have, um, you know, like, um, like social, uh, uh, like social. We have, you know, so what you what you describe as socialist healthcare, um, which we call, you know, our national health service. Um, but what we also have as well is um, is a system that can kind of that is designed to um, to prop you up in the event that you know bad times happen. And what's going on is a lot of uh, a lot of employers are having to furlough their staff. And as a result, the staff are allowed to apply for um, for assistance in order to make sure that, you know, that they're not going to fall behind on anything and that they can still survive. I don't know whether and I know you guys get the twelve hundred pound or the twelve hundred dollar sustainment check. But yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what employers are doing in the U.S. with regards to, um, you know, whether there is any assistance for, you know, for workers who have who have had to stay home.
0: I think different businesses are doing different things depending on their status. Um, right. A lot of people are filing for unemployment. Hey, uh, yeah, Yeah. we've
1: yeah, we've had that.
2: Go I, ahead. EK. I know I don't uh, I don't often chime in on your show, but I actually have something relevant to say. Oh, Um, cool. Go for it, man. (laughs) My my company authorized a temporary 15% raise for anybody continuing to work because I work for an essential supplier uh, for my day job. Uh, So we got a temporary 15% raise and 80 80 hours of temporary paid time off if we get sick or need to take care of somebody who's sick. Also, all the executives in my company uh, took a 20% pay cut to uh, in order
1: to support it. Right. Wow. Um, gotcha.
2: So that's just something that my company is doing now. I'm, I can't go into a lot of detail about my employer, but I can tell you my, my employer is a Canadian based
1: employer. Ah, so the, 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 socialized, you know, the socialist aspect of it, you the, can right. kind of see
2: there. Yeah. You can yeah. see the tricklings down through the, the availability what's, what's available to me. I also have a ama- gotcha. amazing employer provided healthcare, um, mm-hmm. They have an, a North American headquarters and uh, mm-hmm. operate out of America, but yeah, that's that's what my company is doing for me.
1: That well, so. well, you know that that's that's good to hear that you know at least you've got some level of protection in these in these uncertain times.
2: Absolutely, very you know? thankful for it.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed. Shout out to Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that sounds like a, a positive uh, strategy for trickle down economics because Ek literally said that he could. You know, it's it's trickling down, and it's because mm-hmm. the the CEOs, the owners, the billionaires, whatever they are, took mm-hmm. a pay cut for themselves so that the worker ants could have a, a pay increase. So there's a little well, bit of money there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and that's that's the way you you kind of would expect. you know things to kind of go down but um not not everybody's as fortunate as um as ek as um know as i'm finding out you know so um you know it's it's good that um that ek can kind of be in that position whereby you know what i'm working for i'm working for a company that is that that does have you know some kind of some some moral value with regards to you know its employers uh, its employees rather um you know other places not so much do you know what i mean you know it's just like especially if you we have these things here called zero hour contracts um which essentially means that you're an employee but you only get paid when you work and if you don't work you don't get paid you know um as opposed to say my contract for example which is um guaranteed 35 hours a week that is what i've that's what i'm signed up to do and that is what i will provide for my employer and in return for that i will be paid so it's um you know it, it's a weird our situation man it's weird it's
0: yeah. just
1: weird 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 and on so many levels not just you know politically or you know uh, on fiscally but it's just um, people one side of the fence is like people are stuck people are kind of in a cerebral space it's just like what the hell is going on and then on another side of it people have become a bit more pragmatic and it's like well you know what sure work might have slowed down or my work might have ended but I'm finding out more about myself do you know what I mean there's there's been these kind of you know epic voyages of self-discovery like you know people are finding out, oh, geez, yeah, I used to play guitar once upon a time and before I was an employee and before I was working so hard that I forgot that I even had a life. Right. Do you know what I mean? And people are finding these, these little niches that they once had, whether it be art, you know, music, poetry, whatever. Do you know what I mean? You know, People are finding out that there, were, there was these things that make them tick.
0: There has been a lot of creativity coming out of this because people are so stuck.
1: Tons of it. Tons and, of it. And it's, and it's amazing. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Oh fuck. What was I going to say? No, I, I, I really, and I really think that's important to, um, I think that's important to life in general is, is mm-hmm. to create and kind of get back to those childhood roots and, and paint and, and play fucking make believe and, and play, uh, you know, charades with your family, and play board games and stuff like that, as opposed to being so sucked into TV or uh, your phone, whatever it is.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, also, I mean, you know, the the, the dissipation of a nine to five grind will allow you to have that space. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, some people they get lost without a nine to five grind. You know, there's there's been a spate of, um, you know, people, you know, kind of ending their lives because they haven't been able to kind of sustain and understand what it is like to be on to be at one with themselves. Right. That is that's a that's a tricky thing for some people to navigate. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you're alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um that's something that I've been kind of dealing with because I've I mean I've lived with I've lived with family for the first however many years of my life. And then I lived at a friend's house. You know, it was like a, a you know, a, a, what we call in America a trap house. It was like a drug dealer house. There were several of us living there. We were all selling different drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from we call there- it a squat. <laughs> squat, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or We also call those a flop house. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the same squat and flop house. Um, I went from there to the motel and from the mot- the motel i came and there i lived with a roommate for fuck like nearly 4 years wow um, i mean everything that i've done has been living with other people and where i where i'm at now i've been isolating myself from the one other person that lives here um mm-hmm. and i've been dealing with a lot of that here too is like okay can you be alone with yourself, Scott. Um, so there is a, and I think, I know a lot of people are dealing with that. It's, it's a, it's a big time for reflection. And because of that, a lot of people are waking up and because they're not working all day and all night, they're watching TV all day, all night for weeks. And then after weeks of doing that, your brain starts turning to mush. And mm-hmm. that's when you start to realize. That's when people start picking back up these old creative passions, these old hobbies, or people start picking up new creative passions, new hobbies, new interests. Um, more hands-on with life, as opposed to just scrolling a phone all day. Mm. And I think that's one really beautiful thing that's coming
1: out of this. I've um, I, I've noticed that my dreams have become very lucid very, very, and very vivid as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, it's been a weird, it's a weird ass situation, man. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I never used to really dream. I know they say you all, you do dream. It's just about the ability to recall. Um, but I, I'm, you know, there's, there's finer the detail. Do you know what I mean? You know, there's like finer the detail that, um, that I can recall in a dream. That I never once was really kind of able to. Do you know what I mean? You know, like you know, like like the seams in a in a cushion or something like just just like complete and utter twaddle. You know that you would just you know whatever. But I can recall it. You know, right. smells and things like that. It's crazy, crazy shit.
0: Um, before this happened, I was having a lot of like lucid dreams and psychedelic spiritual almost dreams. Um, here recently my dreams have been weird Um, my memory of them is kind of fleeting you know what I mean like I'll remember for a minute when I wake up and then it'll kind of escape me Mm -hmm. or I I won't remember and then I'll remember later in the day when something kind of triggers that memory Um, I smoke a lot of weed though Max so I I know that affects my (laughs) my ability I smoke a lot of weed and cigarettes so I'm stealing all that oxygen from upstairs (laughs) I'm sure that has a great effect on my ability to dream or not.
1: Um, well, I, d- I definitely think that, um, you know, uh, a bit of the old Mary Joanna will uh, will definitely help, you know, open up those neural pathways. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been eating mushrooms kind of uh, – I've been eating mushrooms here and there too, and, and on those nights I tend to have the stranger dreams for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. How's it's- it d- – how does how does your kind of reality compare in these kind of covid times when you're entering into a psychedelic experience
0: uh i mean it's weird cuz i don't usually trip alone i can definitely feel the difference when i trip alone than when i trip with my friends or a group of people uh uh-huh. it's just a, it's just a different vibe and i think that comes back to needing to be at peace with myself and needing to be more aware of my own existence and not be so codependent on external sources for stimulation
1: yeah i mean again you know you hit the nail on the head you know it's it's about you know can you be at one with the me you know can, can you know can you get in touch with you know What's in here? You take away, you take away everything. I mean, like for, for me, for example, if I took away, you know, my wife and my children, and you know, what would that? And I know for a fact that because I've been so used to them being around, that the idea of them immediately not being there would cause um, a a very large amount of anxiety. But then, because of the person that I know that I am, you know, because I'm an only child as well. I've had to spend vast amounts of time dealing with my own shit. Do you know what I mean? You know, just just being at one with the me. You know, yeah. and um, no, like I said, not everybody, not everybody's got the capacity to be able to do that. And that's where you know you see people falling into crisis. And it, and at this moment in time, it's very hard to access um, services. You know, when you are falling into crisis. Do you know what i'm
0: saying <laughs> yeah um and i know i mean all of us are br- blessed with a lot of modern day conveniences and stuff whatnot oh christ yeah
1: yeah but, i worry uh, i think like what happens if the lights go out <laughs>
0: You yeah. know, we're fucked and i mean we don't have you know guards at our doors but there's still a certain like incarcerated feeling to it a certain yeah. cage feeling
1: well, that's um, why I call it lockdown, you know, you've, yeah. you know, call it whether, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it quarantine, whether you want to call it lockdown. There is this kind of um, incarceration feel to it, you know, what yeah. I mean, you know, um, and um, and I guess that's probably the reason why you have a lot of people in America who are, you know, pushing back. Because it's like my government can't tell me what I can and can't do. I had the, you know, the the, the Bill of Rights was not built on, um, you know, was not built on tyranny, you know? Right. 100%. <laughs> so, All right.
0: Let's, uh, I'm sure if anybody's even listening anymore, they're tired of hearing about.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, let's move it. on. Um, let's, Send let's, your comments. <laughs> let's figure out a way to spin it. What, so we have something to look so we have something to look forward to and we kind of kind of talk about uh, what's coming to us in the future what we can look forward mm-hmm. to what do you miss most about normality what what are you looking forward to the most when things come back to uh what they should be now, I'm not going to say they used to be but cuz I don't think things are ever going to be really the, the way they well, were well
1: yeah I'm looking forward to the dissolution of normal I've seen so much good stuff come out of this. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's, people people have become friendlier, at least in over here, a lot more tolerant. Um, and a lot of the things that were once important are no longer. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, um, I think Rogan probably put it best. You know, it's like, this is a soft push. Do you know what I mean? And right. it's shown it's shown us as a species just how vulnerable we really are. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, one
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent. So um, I'm actually looking forward to to what happens the day after tomorrow, if you know what I mean. Tom- yeah. so if tomorrow is when it all finishes and the World Health Organization says, "Yeah, okay, it's great, you can." Everything's beautiful. I'm looking forward to the day after tomorrow. Right. You know, and what that looks like, because I've got a feeling that we're going to, that there's going to be some, some very, very, very different aspects to life. I mean, prime example is what's going on in South Africa right now. You know, the war and feuding gangs that were once, you know, quarreling and arguing over territory and drugs and money and this and that and the other, they're now, out there delivering supplies and delivering food and delivering medicine and so on and so forth so they put down their guns and they picked up you know delivery parcels you know what i'm saying so right. it's like that that kind of stuff kind of gives me a little modicum of hope <laughs>
0: yeah. we need more of that here too yeah yeah. More,
1: community. yeah more community big time big time so um, I, yeah
0: i've seen some of the ways that it's positively affected the community Here, Here's 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 a quick anecdote so i Go went
2: to
0: me. i went to visit my dad a couple weeks ago and they have chickens over there
2: mm-hmm.
0: they get eggs they get fresh eggs for the chickens which i love going over there and picking up fresh eggs for myself personally yep well uh they've had they let the chickens kind of loose during the day and they've had <laughs> problems with the neighbors about the chickens the neighbors have actually called animal control on the chickens before so um and that was you know that that was months ago fast forward to 2 weeks ago when all this covid stuff was getting really crazy um the neighbor that had called the animal control on the chickens previously came by um not begging and pleading but for lack of a better term begging and pleading and <laughs> Asking for uh to buy, to buy eggs, if she could buy some eggs from them for her child's uh, birthday party so she could make a cake.
1: Through patience and tolerance comes understanding. <laughs> right,
0: right. Um, but I think that that's just a small anecdote of how community kind of should work. Yeah, um, yeah. Because then it, 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 um, the, the real... What I would want is um okay, I have chickens, you have a garden. Can I have some
1: squash and some jalapeno peppers for some eggs? Boom. It, and that and it immediately goes back to what we were saying when we started this conversation, you know, taking it back to ancient Egypt. And you have knowledge, I have a goat. Right. You're hungry. I need to learn some shit. Job done. We're a tribal species. We are designed to not our species is designed to be around other similar species. You know, you and I are supposed to be in a flipping, you know, in a in a circle of huts, do you know what I mean? There's supposed to be some some wise old man or woman, do you know what I mean? You know, that's supposed to be kind of the sage, do you know what I mean? You know, the oracle, if you will. Right. You know. I, this is turning very Duncan trussell esque, so uh, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's almost the vibe that I'm going for on my podcast. So you're fine. Do you know what I mean? But that's what we're supposed to be doing. Do you know what I mean? It, it's supposed to be this idea of uh, of people, people coming together, people who have different skill sets. Oh, you can you can raise chickens. I can I can build stuff oh you can show people how to do that so you know you have teachers you have uh carpenters you have people who can provide you know like the walking dead if you will do you know what i mean you know, they, yeah. <laughs> you, know you have people who have specific skill sets you know and and that and that's community that is community that is tribe. that's tribalism and you know what uh that
0: that's it's funny you bring up the walking dead cuz as that show progresses like they do and they do a good job of showing how humans would adapt to that circumstance of living, yep. within, living in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this coronavirus might, there, there might be some similarity there. You know what I mean? This, this might teach us a different way to readapt to the world that we had gotten away from, or that we oh. hadn't thought of yet even.
1: I, I, I said it, I think I put a post up on my um Facebook. You can go and have have a have a look on there. Um that's about three, three or four weeks ago. And I said the Book of Eli is not a movie, it's an instruction manual. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And um and you know, when you think of these kind of apocalyptic movies and you're like thinking, hang on a minute, there's stuff I can take. This is going on right now. Right. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel that same way about
0: 1984. I read oh, 1984 God. a few years ago. and, and I, I read 1984 about the same time the Xbox One came out. Remember the mm-hmm. Xbox One came out and they were like, "Yep, yeah, it has to be hooked up to Wi-Fi. Yeah,
1: it's got to be con- constantly on. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. Shout, out, shout out to Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We won't the, the, I don't to <laughs> want to get into that right now.
1: I was going to say.
0: but there's a lot of overlaps with just just that concept and where we're at in our society or the NSA and
1: yeah uh, well I mean I mean Bill Gates can barely get viruses out of windows I'm not exactly confident on this whole vaccination process
0: (laughs) oh my god Max that was funny as shit
1: (laughs) Did you come up with that yourself? I I, I read it somewhere, but I, it kind of stuck with me. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So maybe we should try McAfee to get rid of this. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, yeah, get Mac. Yeah, John McAfee. <laughs> Find yeah. out which uh, which Indonesian island he's living on at the moment.
0: <laughs> watch watch uh, a uh, a a doctor named McAfee is going to be the one that go Eureka and cure the.
1: Coronavirus. It's well, crazy. I reckon that I reckon there's already a doctor that's already done it, and um, this this is this is um, you know If you go on Black Twitter, do you know what I mean? You know, Doctor Sebi. That uh, now then now then there's 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 a guy, there's a guy. If you if you just um, you know, hashtag Doctor Sebi, and um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's like all sorts of mad shit man, that he's trying to get me killed, like Nipsey Hussle. <laughs>
0: all right so you said all right all right let's float let's float um before we switch topics Mm -hmm. the thing i miss about the world is comedy i miss doing comedy i miss hosting comedy shows i miss yeah the other comedians and uh i miss walking around downtown i just i I miss the culture I i miss everything about it
1: Wow. I mean, the day after tomorrow, you're gonna have a lot of fucking material. I'll tell you that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just gotta jump in my notebook and stop being lazy. I've been being, uh, uh i I've, I've been hypnotized by my phone and my laptop too much recently. So I've been That's,
1: currently. It's I've the been blue g- light. It's the blue light. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. It's like a moth to flame. So oh, I've been. Uh, been recently making my daily list again of like things that I need to do. And I kind of picked my momentum back up. I, actually, I did a couple things today. Um, I went over to the house that I'm about to move in and measured the room so that I okay. could hang. Drywall. Um, I, I exercised, I played with the dog. I, um, I finished this article that I've been working on uh, for a while. So I got some production in today. Now I'm doing the podcast. Um, mm-hmm after this I'm going to work on a couple more things that kind of keep that momentum going. You know what I mean? I, I lost the momentum. I dropped the ball now I'm picking it back up and now I got to keep, you know, I, I got to keep my discipline. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: a black belt is the white belt that don't quit. Right.
0: And, and yeah. And that's another thing about all this lockdown and stuff um, is we need to be careful of the habits that we get into. During
1: time. during the- Big time, big time. You know, and, and it's good that you are remaining productive because it's very easy to kind of, you know, enter into sloth mode. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. just be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Put food in here, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I'm just getting back in my groove of things. Um I've really been out for a little while now. I've gotten distracted, complacent and uh yeah. I, uh, I
1: know. I know you. I know you were saying about like um, about comedy and all the rest of it. You know that you that you miss it and so on and so forth. And that, that Netflix can be a massive, um, you know, uh, distraction. You yeah, know. Netflix. Basically. But 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 I mean, you know, we were just talking about Duncan Trussell and um, the the Midnight Gospel is probably yeah. him, Pendleton Ward, Joey Diaz knocked it out of fucking park. It's Joey, so good.
0: I was so glad when Joey Diaz's voice was on multiple yeah. episodes and multiple I periods. know. I was just like,
1: yes, yes.
0: Yeah, that show yeah. was everything. Uh I really liked episode three. I think we've been we talked about that a little bit the other day. Mm-hmm. With Damien, Damien
1: Eccles. Eccles. Damian Eccles. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. I followed him on Instagram as small but you follow him too. Yep. Uh, so I actually called you to kind of talk about him. And that's right. Yeah. If I was kind of asking what kind of interest you had in uh, uh,
1: ceremonial magic, right? Yeah.
0: Ceremonial magic and things of that nature. I try to be mm-hmm. careful with the way that I word it because it, it is, there's a certain yeah. tab to it
1: um, from some. Wow. I'm, I'm not being funny, Scott, but I mean, if you're talking to me, that means that you kind of understand that your listenership he's kind of able to kind of go, go to different places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you should, I don't think personally speaking, uh, but you know, having experience of hosting a podcast that anything should really be taboo. Unless of course the person that you're talking to, like, you know, has just lost, lost somebody in a car crash. and, And you're talking about car safety. Do you know what i mean you know you you, you use a, a little a, a modicum of you know self discipline and and yeah let's let's be a bit diplomatic and all that kind of stuff but really and truly you, you, it's a dissemin- it's a conversation and it's a dissemination of what that person feels knows might not necessarily be true or necessarily accurate but at the same time shouldn't necessarily be censored either you know I mean, You should just be able to talk about it, whether it's taboo, whether it goes against the grain or whatever. You know what I mean? It's an opinion. It's it's just an opinion piece, you know. Holds no, really no weight, you know. It, it is what it is. Just as far as, like, putting
0: it out into the universe that I'm and, – and I do put out some of my mystical interest into the universe. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as, like, Facebook and in my comedy and things like that, or all, even on the podcast – but, um, it's
1: not I, like you're a level 73 wizard or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? You know, you, you, you're just a dude who reads a book and it's like, oh shit, yeah, I, I, I like that. I think but
0: what I was trying, I guess what I was trying to say is, is a lot of people that don't understand that, that, that don't have an understanding of what some of these topics and interests and, and uh, concepts are, uh-huh. usually label it as satanic, Lucifer, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: that's then, super easy, super easy to do because you, you
0: know some weird, um, you know, you're a fucking devil worshipping child fucker, whatever.
1: Well, you know, that's exactly what happened to Damien Eccles. You know, you read his story, and that's exactly what happened to him. You know, he was in a town in Arkansas. Nobody, nobody knew or understood him. He was quote unquote by his words, white trash. You know, um. No one understood him. Everybody thought he was a weirdo. Um, Oh, you know. Oh, he's into uh, he's into paganism. Therefore, he must be um, a satanic, um, devil worshipping, you know, piece of shit. And um, and then the kids come up. First of all, missing. Then found their bodies found in in local woodland. And him and his buddies are immediately fingered for it. No. No forensic evidence that connected any of them to it. Do you know what I mean? You know, it was a trial by um, public opinion. That was it.
0: Right. Because they were misunderstood.
1: Because they were misunderstood, pissed off teenagers um, who were, um, you know, rebelling against, you know, the the, the kind of the the current status quo of the time you know there the, it was an expectation that they should be hanging out at the mall and listening to whatever was popular at the time but no they were listening to rock music and metallica and um and as a result the iconography that you know like in a you know you go and buy a slayer album it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you know that you're into you know worshiping you know, Lucifer, you know what I mean? It it just means the fact that you like some heavy music and you and you're rebelling. I think um clown, uh Sean Crayon, the um the clown from Slipknot said it best. He said, Metal is the music of the forgotten. That's it. Mic drop, walk away, job done. You know, yeah. and, and even Marilyn Manson went one further on the Bowling for Columbine documentary. He said, "If you're not going to raise your kids, I'll do it for you. Just do not be surprised at what you get."
0: Right, right. Um, no, and and I, I can definitely I I see I see 100 what you're saying. Um, um, part of me wants to keep some of my practices or beliefs sacred from. The public eye. Just because I'm mm-hmm. so wide open about everything. I mean, my my Facebook picture literally is a nude right now of me. I'm so wide open about everything. Uh, every of me like
1: your French ladies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so open about every other aspect of my life that I should keep one thing a little sacred for me. And as far as like uh, things go, that's one thing that I feel a lot of people should uh there's a certain sacredness to it um or even even like meditation like mm-hmm. when you talk about meditation um there's a certain virtue signaling that goes into that where people are like i meditated i've been meditating da, 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 da. Oh, and God, it's like yeah yeah i'm, you know, I'm
1: spiritual oh. i'm spiritual man it's like right you don't have to tell
0: <laughs> people that, um you're not you're you're virtue signaling or you're trying to be like some sort of like savior or rescuer um um, if something if something works for you, you raise your vibration, do better in life. People yeah. will ask you what you've been doing, and then you can go. I've been meditating, or I've mm-hmm. been practicing these strange, you know, metaphysical concepts. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: One thing, but I related to that guy a lot, and uh, and a lot. I related to him a lot uh, because a lot of the things that he said. Or had to say are as far as like ceremonial magic and high magic goes were things that I already thought, felt, and have said before to other people. Um, So it was really comforting hearing his, him say it and for someone to be speaking about that on like trying to speak about it on such a large platform. Um, but when you listen to him and he talks about it and this isn't just him, this is a lot of people, this is me too, Um, And I believe that Duncan Trussell and, and Joe Rogan have been that they know what ceremonial magic is. They, they were, they were playing coy. And, and uh, if you watch the podcast, where they talk about that, they were playing coy and shit. Like that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's, it's a universe. He's talking about a universal source of energy an infinite consciousness. He's, talking about God but he's not calling it God he's not calling it by the Judeo-Christian you know verbiage of what they refer to as that higher power Um, Mm -hmm. and then a lot of the things that he talks about is once once he's kind of learned the things that he's learned right about um, magic the esoteric the mystical and then gone back and read the bible with that eye you know what i mean through through that lens he's yep. noted that the bible is a it's a, it's a magical grimoire it's a it's yep. it's prayers it's it's speaking things into existence and trying to manifest them and jesus even talks about it um, in certain verses
1: um. well I mean to to kind of um, to put a bit of a personal spin on it, you know, paganism and all the rest of it. My uncle um, was diagnosed with um, stage three esophageal cancer, and um, you know, when you when you kind of dealt that kind of kick kick to, to kick to the nuts, it, you you immediately start going on these kind of like quests for you know for for healing. For cure and all the rest of it, and you know, he he went on a not necessarily as a theological journey, but you know, he was it's like right, okay, so let's let's see what's going on. Are we talking about the power of prayer? um You know, and 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 he went down the road of paganism and spoke to um you know practicing witches and wizards and and so on and so forth, and they and they and they did their incantations and they and they. And they said the words that they needed to say in order to kind of provide um, my uncle with the things that he was looking for. Now, I'm I'm not saying for one minute that it was because of paganism, ritualistic um, magic, you know, but my uncle, um, you know, it led my uncle down a road of feeling confident to take an experimental medication that had not been um, released to um the general public that was still in it in the uh trial phase and um and he went for the trial and he took the trial and and it cured well I say cured they don't like to say the word cure they say you know he's he's his cancer is in remission um and he's still with us so you know thank God um or whatever you want to call it. Um but you know the point being is the fact that you know he it took you know, um, you know, when you're staring down the barrel of a gun, what difference does it make where you go t- to look for your answers? You know.
0: Right, right, yeah, uh, totally. I totally respect that. Um, it's just, it's, um, it's sad to me that it is misunderstood and that it it can be taboo because of it being misunderstood.
1: So because of reporting, it's it's what it all comes down to. It's all about the way it's reported. And I'm not necessarily talking about mainstream media. I'm talking about how, you know, John and Jane Q Law, you know, talk about it to their friends and neighbors and everybody else, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, oh, you know, that, 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 that crazy witchcraft thing. Oh, it's got to be bad, you know, when really it's about coming to one with nature. Yeah, sure, you've got dark arts in dark practices but then there's dark arts and dark practices in christianity as well
0: yeah you know yeah, they're just veiled um i mean there you go what about the roman catholic church i mean
1: oh yeah 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 that that's a whole other conversation my friend
0: <laughs> involved with the roman catholic church just right offhand, the the blood of christ and the you know yeah. the, the body the whatever it's an
1: incantation. It's a. It's bloody. Sure. You know. It. It's the. It's the. Um. You know. It's. It's transmogrifying. You know, like you know, physical things into, you know, like it's the blood and it's the body. It's like, come yeah. on, man. This is bread and this is wine. You know. Well, but, there, but through magic and and uh, and the power of belief and the power of uh, cerebral interception.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, and a lot of the things that go into it too. I mean, um, hold on, before I get into this, um, there's w- with all that being said about the good and the positivity and it being misunderstood and taboo, that's yep. that isn't that's not for nothing. You know, it it definitely can be. Misused, abused, used for selfish reasons, for absolutely, yeah, trying to uh, attain power or for yep. love, for greed, vanity, whatever. Um, but so so can Christianity. I mean, yeah. it, um, I think Joel Olstein is one of the most evil motherfuckers to walk this earth. He's a he's a greedy bastard, um, and that's not Christ-like. Um, mm. You're a yeah. Christian. Uh, so that that's a, a problem that I have with a lot of organized religion. And, and that's, I mean. It's
1: its really ironic when you think about it, because, you know, um, if you look at, um, if you go back, funnily enough, going back to what we we're talking about, Name of the Rose, um, Ron Perlman's in it and he plays a hunchback and his character was a knight. And they were a group of people who believed in the poverty of Christ, but they were an extremist group. And it was like they would go and plunder and pillage in order to make sure that everybody else recognized the poverty of Christ. And if they didn't agree, they would kill them. Right. (laughs) But going back to your thing about Joel Olstein, you know, having all of this wealth and assets and um, houses and yachts and, you know, all the gold he can eat. Um, it it kind of flies in the face of what he's trying to perpetuate.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And and um uh, you know he's not the only one. He's just the best example. I mean,
1: oh god, Jim. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got um. Oh god, who's that fella? You know, um, in the eighties, um, and he <laughs> he had the ear he had the earpiece in his ear. Yeah. And um and he's like, you know, oh you know, yeah, I'm, and what he was doing was getting people to, you know, write down all their things and they were getting collected up and there was someone in the back. Um the great oh god almighty, that that magician who debunks people. He's in he's in that documentary, an honest liar, really, really good. And uh he did he he just called him out. He's like, There's somebody with a radio. And he's got a transmitter in his ear, and this is how he's getting the word of God. Yeah? Right, charlatan, mate, total charlatan.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of that. It's uh it's a uh, uh, an abuse. You know, you, you can use or abuse anything. They used to use cocaine for for dentistry. They used to be yeah. able to order heroin in Sears magazine. Um,
1: you can well, you- Sigmund Freud was a neuroscientist who was studying the effect of cocaine, and, you know, then he was like, oh, hang on a minute, I'm having these really, really weird-ass dreams, and that's what led him down the road of psychoanalysis.
0: Right. No, the, I mean, everything has a use and an abuse, One, 100%. It's a, it's a tool. It's a question of which hand you're using it, you know? Right. Same with Facebook. I, I I talk a lot of shit about Facebook, and I have a problem with scrolling it and being addicted to it. Um, the bells and whistles, mm-hmm. but it can be a good tool for everything yep. that I'm trying to do. It's just yep. a matter of do it's a I good use...
1: marketing tool? It's a very good marketing tool. Yeah.
0: You know, you can't let it use you. Um, yeah. I think. And I and I it.
1: fell into that trap. You know what I mean? I, 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 there was a time, I, you know, wake up in the morning. First thing I do, reach over, looking looking at my notifications. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now, it's like I can very much easily put it down. I can take yeah. it or I can leave it. I use I use Instagram for the radio show, um, as a marketing tool, and then I have um, my own personal page, and you know, I, all the all the stuff that I'm you know. <laughs> that I'm into that, I'm to, that I just follow, follow, follow. And, and that's my, that's my visual stimulus. That's it, you know, but other than that, you know, I am, I'm, I refuse to be suckered in again. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of that warp myself. Uh, and when I do, it's over for you hoes. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but um, Getting back to, um, this kind of ceremonial magic mysticism or whatever. Um, the reason that I've kind of got to this destination where I'm at with my thinking is just from a lifetime of studies, uh, whether it's own my own experiences, things that I've read. Um, but also, and, and also the fact that what I study and what I practice is a more, one-on-one and not one-on-one one-on-one with the universe as opposed to and and there is something to be said and a lot to gain from group prayer group worship but Mm -hmm. um organized religion is is very corrupt in in all its forms not just you know christianity But uh, I think that's a big reason why I've fallen down the path that I've fallen is because of the one-on-one aspect. Um, But also, when you start to study these concepts um, overlapped with psychedelic experiences Mm -hmm. and overlapped with studying Eastern philosophy, um, you start to see all these connections. Um, and, And not... Also, when you study science.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to, to touch on what you said at the beginning about, you know, um, Christianity, you know, being quite corrupt. Well, it, it goes back to the adage of it, all it takes is a rotten apple to spoil the barrel. Right. and And that has happened so, so many times. It's not to say that Christianity is inherently bad. Um, you know, for some people it's inherently good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It pr- it yeah. provides them with, because um, I, th- I, th- I think, I think that it's important to be balanced. Um, you know, yes, there's, there's lots of negative reporting. Um, and, but then there's also, you know, you, you hear, you hear good things as well. You know, you, you know, you, we can get so consumed with the Joel Alsteins of the world and, and right. the Roman Catholic church and all of that shit. Um, But again, it's that it's that rotten, it's that rotten apple that spoils the barrel. And but then on the other side of it, what you're talking about, you know, the idea of, you know, mysticism um, and science and, um, you know, psychonautics, if you want to use that word, you know, that 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 takes a degree of bravery in order to kind of you know let's say let's say you're somebody who's born into um a Christian background you know it's all you've ever known you go to church on Sunday you go you know Easter Christmas midnight mass whatever yeah and then you kind of have this awakening you know you have this you have this thing and it's like hang on a minute I'm a Christian you know my friend Abdul he's a Muslim you know my friend Chan is a Buddhist, you know, my, you know, a girl I'm at university with Seiko is a, you know, she's, you know, she's Japanese, you know, Shinto religion, you know, and it's, 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 and then you, then it's like, okay. So you start thinking about those things and then you're like, hang on a minute. Then there's this other side of things whereby, you know, where with a psychoactive um, delivery system, you know that there's a whole other whole other world and a whole other movement i don't like to use the word religion because that that to you know to to start you know using psychoactive delivery systems and then pinning them to a religion yeah, that's, that's a bit careless but um Maybe it's just more of a a theology
0: or a a, a whatever a uh, your it's
1: definitely analogy yeah it's your spirituality. Yeah. It's whatever you want to call it. That's um, it. That's it. It's, it's whatever you want to call it. You know, it's, and that, and that's the thing. It's personal. It's best spoke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. What was I going to say? Well, oh, we get heavy here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get weird over here, dude. I love it. I love doing weird. <laughs> podcasts. Um, I did one a couple weeks ago with, um, a friend of mine, that i used to work at target with the paranormal uh-huh. investigator and a freemason and
1: Ooh.
0: he was really fun to talk i mean we talked about metaphysics and geomancy and ley lines and supernatural aliens all kinds of stuff like that man it was man really- i love that
1: shit i love that shit love that shit yeah. i you want know. to do a phd uh in, um in parapsychology but the only place I was doing it was in Edinburgh, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm too London to go to Scotland, so, and plus yeah, also I've got a wife and three kids as well, I'm, just, I'm not about to relocate. Yeah, uh, you were telling me about that the other day too. That's right, yeah, 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 I figured I'd touch on it again, you
0: know. Uh, that, that would be really interesting, that, so I, still without going to school for it though, that doesn't mean you don't study.
1: That's, That's very true. It's very mean, true. It, it, stuff. it just means that I've got a set of letters after my name and a funny bit of paper.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just don't have a formal, I don't know yeah, who it was. I call was. myself a doctor. I don't know who it was. I want to say it was Mark Twain that said, uh, um, I never let my schooling get in the way of my education.
1: That sounds a lot like Mark Twain. I'm pretty sure that was Twain. Yeah.
0: And yeah, never um, let
1: my schooling get in the my education.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I fucked off for a lot of years. <laughs> I'm back at a point now where, I mean, I'm I'm a creator. I'm a performer. So there has to be a certain. I, I have to take in a certain amount of knowledge and learn and experience yeah. things. I can't well, just
1: you, a party you, animal. You know what I mean? To to get well, that I, Yeah. I mean, you you know, doing stand up comedy, you are um in a very very rare and privileged position to be an orator of current events but putting it in such a way that's palatable and hopefully funny to the yeah to the audience right <laughs> yes thank you for hoping in me oh you're welcome you you have my heart you had me at hello
0: <laughs> oh god you're so
1: sweet <laughs> oh, um, Scott.
0: but getting back to the um the weird yeah don't tease me before we, before we switch subjects or, or end this, um, I think another thing too is, because fuck it, I'd rather be I'd rather be hated for what I am than loved for something I'm not. I believe it was Kurt Cobain, um, and I'm I think that's where my head should be at when it comes to talking about things like this. Um, mm-hmm. So. The last thing I think I want to say is um, I think it's important for people to realize that um, like, like a, like I said, it can be used for nefarious reasons. It can be a very beautiful thing. And I don't think that it goes against mainstream religion because first of all, every mainstream Abrahamic religion or even Eastern religion has their own form of mysticism, metaphysics, uh, and kind of, you know, me- metaphysic metaphysical concepts and ideas um, that tie into their religion. I think that studying these things just kind of levels up your your own religious and spiritual experience, whether you're Christian, uh, you know, wh- whether you're Jewish, whether you're Muslim, a uh, Buddhist, Shinto, that to study these things, study psychology, um, that it doesn't, it doesn't go against what you've been taught or indoctrinated in. If anything, it, it excels it. You know what I mean? It kind of adds fire to the flame. When you go back and look at these things now with that eye and through that lens, you start to see these weird connections. Um, and you start chasing that rabbit.
1: Yeah, for real. For all, no, it's it's absolutely right, you know, and it's um, and again, it's it doesn't matter how you get your education, it's about how you then apply it. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, that's true, too. Um, yeah, because because you, you and I, I mean, sitting here, we could be providing somebody that we've never met before that we don't know, um, with a brand new insight, and that could just send them into the murky waters of whatever it is that we've just been gassing about. You know what I mean, right you know no. so, and they're like oh shit look what i just I'm, found you know yeah and i'm glad you said that
0: too because that's such an important piece of life i mean it's just so Ooh. important to life like uh, a lot of things that we've been talking about today sharing um,
1: ideas man sharing ideas and forget. this has been beautiful I, I i can't wait for the next one you know just uh just give me a shout I'll come back <laughs>
0: So what other people from the church, what's happening now, have you had on your podcast when you were doing it?
1: Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, so I had
2: Sid Kareem,
1: um, the guitarist from um, Ministry. He came That's on badass. Yeah, That's cool. yeah. He was so cool. He was so cool. Um, and we talked about music and we talked about, you know, t- t- stuff and, you know. uh oh, no. Eddie Bravo, everybody knows. Um, And if you don't know, you should know. And if you don't, if you really don't know, then I just can't do business with you anymore. Um, You had had Eddie Bravo on your podcast? Twice. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did not. Send me those links after this. I did not know. Yeah, bro. Yeah, twice. I've been on a podcast that Eddie
1: Bravo was on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? I had. Uh, I had Rhonda Smith. Um, oh no, she's not part. Of it. You want to know who? Who from the church? Yourself, obviously. Um, I try. You know, I try to get Uncle Joey, but that's just like you know, that's shooting for the moon. Do you know what I mean he's busy? <laughs> yeah. You got Eddie you know. though. That's still really impressive.
0: Yeah. He's pretty. Busy yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I, how the hell did I get his? i think i just you know threw shit to the wind and it stuck do you know I me mean? yeah. send me
0: that uh send me that podcast invitation template that you sent eddie bravo so i can switch out names <laughs>
1: and shit. Uh, do you want do you want to know the secret you want to know the secret of getting guests what's that be polite Sounds simple be yeah, polite for sure so you know i mean that's that's it you know don't yeah, don't don't think that you know you're the next Johnny Carson, David Letterman, Jay Leno, and, and uh, you know Conan O'Brien, whatever. Just be fucking polite. Just like, hey, you know what? Um, I've got this podcast. I think it'd be super cool if. Uh, oh shit! Um, had Mike Dowd on my podcast as well. Um, um, who's a member of the church? So um, yeah, you know, and he's in, he's in the documentary Precinct Seven Five okay who was also he was also on rogan as well so
0: damn um and no i don't think i'm you know i, I don't think i'm a
1: messiah or the answer by any means oh no 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 I, I'm, I don't think for one minute that i was putting you in in you no, know no, saying I, that you're I, you I, were you know arrogant or anything like that i'm just saying you know if people said how do you get x how do you get y how do you get z i'd be polite you know just yeah be well and i think that's 100 percent important well
0: you were, you were talking about like, um, you know, don't, don't think you're Ed Sullivan or Johnny Carson or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be like that. I I can, I can definitely get passionate about a certain topic and and start rattling off, you know, weird thoughts about it. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I try to let the, the guest have the platform. You know what I mean? It's, it's for me to, pick your brain and, and
1: learn from, from the guest. Well, it going, going back to what we were saying about how, um, how we learn from each other. Um, (laughs) something that, um, Mick Jagger and, um, Keith Richards were saying in an interview was that there's the, um, Keith Richards refers to it as the mystical art of weaving, you know, that when you're on stage with other musicians, that you, you weave and you come in and you come out and, you know, you kind of let the energy of what it is you're doing take you on these places. You know, you can kind of equate it to surfing. You accept the energy of the wave and you, and you ride it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly, and that's exactly the same thing with conversation. You know, it, it's not, and I'm not saying that th- what we're doing right now is super easy to do. Yeah. You can talk to people, but you know, to be able to take a thread and then psh- Go off with it. Do you know what I mean? And see where that road takes you. You know, you've been you've been really good in terms of the fact that you know what, you wanted to steer it in certain directions. Myself, the way that I would lead my podcast was just to, you know, just just to you know, drop drop a you know, drop a, a tiny little pebble down a snow mountain and then just see what kind of yeah. comes from it Do you know what i mean you know? well i kind of had an idea of what i wanted to talk about as far as
0: like your podcast and um the high magic but that was just like it was just literally podcast high magic like everything else was that's pretty much how my podcasts go i i, I mean i come in with a base or like you said a raindrop of what i want to talk about but then i i just let that go where where it goes <laughs>
1: that's it, you know, it's just like, just, you know, just let it, just, just, just let it be, you know, because it's an energy all of itself. You know, if you, if you try and, you know, if you try and steer it and it just becomes sound bitey, you know, and it's, what am I doing? Am I here to promote something or am I here to have a conversation with somebody? Right.
0: Yeah. And you can feel that too. And I mean, that's something I'm going to work on, on, on being, natural i mean we were talking about that before the show about just kind of turning the camera on when i don't know but yeah, I've, yeah, st- yeah. I've still been trying to figure out uh, like I-, I don't know i've been trying to be the most natural that i can and not turn on something else that's not me when i go to host mm-hmm. you know the show um but you know I- i'm i know i'm not the only one who struggles with that um or has struggled with that and had to work through stuff
1: like that yeah you know teeth I mean I'm Jesus Christ, you know the amount of times that you watch Rogan you think, hang on a minute, is he pulling teeth here with this person? Do you know what I mean you know just trying to you know get get something I think uh, Elon Musk was probably a good example of where it felt like
2: <laughs>
1: <Do> you, know? <laughs> you know as 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 brilliant as Elon Musk is. He's not a fantastic conversationalist, not at all. You know, yeah,
0: well, and he, you can like literally see him calculate
1: his answers, you know yeah. what I mean? He's so yeah, it's a, the, the, the delay between finished question and response it was on average about five or six seconds. Whereas you and I, you finish it and I jump in if I don't interrupt you, which I can only apologize for. <laughs> No, no,
0: you're totally fine, bud. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Um, uh, I just, I just looked over your shoulder for like the first time. I've been really focused on you, and I saw that fucking <laughs> backdrop. I forgot about it, and I was like, "Who's behind you? Who's in the room?" That's um, Miles. That's Miles, man. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool. I usually just, I like to listen to Coltrane when I write. Coltrane's deep. I love Coltrane.
1: Cool. Blue yeah, cool Miles, is good. Dizzy Gillespie, you know what I mean, you know, Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea. Oh.
0: No, that's good. You you got good taste, man. You got a, a vast knowledge of music. Oh uh, yeah. All right. So before, <laughs> before we finish this, um yes, sir. name your name your three favorite musicians or bands, artists, whatever. And then okay. help uh, people how they can find your your radio
1: show. Okay, all right, lovely. I, lo- I love the fact that you're giving me a, a, a platform to promote. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, okay, so definitely number one um, is Prince. Um, he was everything to me in terms of like you know inspiring me to want to learn how to play and and be good at it. You know what I mean? Not just not just play, but to be good. You know, um, and to understand the music business as well. Um, Second, I would say um, would be Bill Bruford, um, who was the drummer with King Crimson. Um, And third, I think in terms of, man, it's tough, it's tough nailing it down to three. Because there's right? so many, you know. And this could change tomorrow. If you ask me the same question tomorrow, apart from Prince, it, it could change. Right. Um, I would probably go with – I think I'd have to go with Miles. I think I'd have to go with Miles. Put really? Miles in there as well. Yeah.
0: Are that big of a fan of jazz? You listen to it that often? Love it. Love it.
1: Okay. Is there Loving jazz it,
0: clubs? Or I mean, you live in London. That's one of the biggest yeah. cities in the
1: world. So jazz clubs there? Yeah, tons, tons. Um, and yeah. got the you've got the jazz cafe in Camden. You've got the 606 Club Club uh, near Earl's Court. Yeah, um, there's the Bull in Barnes Bridge, which is um, yeah, yeah. They're they're everywhere. You okay. Know, and even um, even like little restaurants um, upstairs might have just like a little you know, a little, little jazz trio just doing, you know, doing, you know, just some, you know, dinner jazz from, you know, eight o'clock until midnight, you know, just, just cooling okay. out.
0: So, yeah. I wish we had like a little jazz club,
1: a little lounge, a little jazz yeah. lounge. Yeah. Just, you know, just, just get some, get some cats with some dodgy facial hair and, um and some good vibes. <laughs> it's like, yo, this one I like to call. Blue jam. (laughs) (laughs) Blue jam. All right, where's your your show at? Okay, so you can find my show, all of my shows that I record, um, I put them on Mixcloud. So if you go to mixcloud.com forward slash DJ Jay M-A-X-X-Y-J-A-Y, and that will take you to all of my shows that I've done I've been doing it now for a year, so since last April, so there's about 50-something shows up there. Um, yeah. Um, and if you want to follow my actual presence on Facebook, uh, it's the Maxi J Experience. Again, M-A-X-X-Y, J-A-Y Experience, um, and uh, DJ Maxi J on Instagram as well. But my live, if you want to hear me live as it goes down, uniquevibes.com, every Saturday, 10 a.m. GMT until 12 midday. Beautiful. And send me all those
0: links, and I'll put them in, in the description for this uh, this podcast. Definitely. So answer me one more question. Will yes, you, sir. Will you consider bringing
1: back the Justice System? Is that, that's what it was that's, called? Yeah, the Justice System podcast. Will I consider bringing it back? Never say never. Once a month. Come on. One Friday a month that's not one, fr- one friday a month man what i might do funny you say that what i might do is when i set up for my uh, radio show i just might leave it set up i'll set it up the night before and then i'll just like yo you want to do podcast real quick <laughs> yeah I, w- I will give people Have i'll give some due consideration <laughs> Do it, man. Do it. Put it out there. Put it out there as a, as a vote on your page. You know, should I bring it back? Okay. Okay. <laughs> let, let the, uh, let, let the audience, uh, let the audience decide. Let's ask the I church. Will, I will be, I will, yeah, I'll be led by them. I'll tell you what, I'll be led by them. How about that? Let's ask, we'll ask the church. How about that? Ask the church. Should I come back? I think you should at least once a month. I mean, do you miss it? Yeah. I do. I, I I do miss it. I do miss having these kind of conversations. You know, um, going going places and like coming away and just like whew. one of the things was that I I used to come back so buzzed and just like supercharged, have trouble sleeping. Do you know what right. I mean? Which is which is really tricky, <laughs> you know.
0: A, a, a good conversation will stimulate you more than cocaine or
1: alcohol. Wow. Well, right. Yeah. I mean. Alcohol, I've got great experience with. Cocaine, not so much because I've never done it, so I'll never know. (laughs) There's, uh,
0: yeah, I have a lot of great experiences too, but uh, they're not so great. Yeah, well, we'll we'll save save them for off-the-record conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wish I had the receipt for a couple of those nights, but I don't. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, while I'm here, I just want to say a very happy birthday to my wife who just turned 40. Happy birthday, darling! Happy birthday! Thank you. <laughs> what are you guys going to do to celebrate? Um, not too sure yet. Not too. It's it's tricky when you're in lockdown.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's
1: funny. Okay. Last when I celebrated my when I turned forty, I was in court for work, so it was yeah. <laughs> you gotta. So, uh, uh, you gotta find a way to get creative. Good. Yeah. Definitely. 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 Got to get creative. All
0: right, bud. Max, it was great talking to you, brother. You have a beautiful night. Get some you rest. You too, sir. Yes. Too long, bud. I know. It's Definitely. Be
1: twelve thirty there. Yeah. Well, hey, there you go. <laughs> you have a good Tuesday, bud. Enjoy you the night. You too, sir. You too. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to uh, come back anytime. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would totally love to have you back. I I meant
0: to say that. I meant to. Uh, I I would love to have you back. Oh, we kind
1: of we kind of spoke about that before, so it's all good. Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. And, um, if yeah. you bring your podcast back, I'd love to do it too. But, yeah, man, but don't throw yourself short, wait until I get more famous. Keep doing people like Eddie
1: Bravo. What the fuck? oh, geez, yeah, I've, I've, Eddie's Eddie's got some very interesting uh ideas around what's going on right now. Uh, it would be cool to have him back. Um, just yeah. to kind of like, hey, dude, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I'd love to have him on my podcast. Holy fuck. well, you know, like I say, just be polite, just be polite and um, and See whether they're busy or not.
0: (laughs) Yep. All right, Max. You have a good night, brother. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank
1: you for having me. Enjoy the trip, bud. Take care, bro.